My colleague, Bert Palmer, told this story a long, long time ago, but I've never forgotten it. Bert said that he was in the church office one morning when the phone rang, and on the other end of the line was a stranger, a man who asked if he would come down to the local McDonald's and talk to him. And Bert asked him, you know, what do you want to talk about? And the man said, spiritual matters. And Bert thought, hmm, spiritual matters. Usually people who call out of the blue don't want to just talk about spiritual matters. They want something else. And Bert was in the midst of a very stressful time of ministry and had a busy day ahead of him, and he really didn't want to go talk to this man about spiritual matters, but he promised that he would come. So, he jumped in his car and drove down to the restaurant. Sure enough, the, the man was waiting for him there, and he looked hungry. So, Bert bought him breakfast, and then he steeled himself for the ask. But the man just said, will you sit down and, and eat with me? So they sat down at a table, and the man ate his breakfast and told Bert his story. It was a story full of struggle and hardship and pain, some issues with mental health. He'd been through a lot, but the man ended by saying that his relationship with God was really helping him. And despite all that he had been through, he believed that God was good. And then he said to Bert, do you believe that? Do you believe that God is good? And Bert said, yes, I do. And then the man asked if he could pray for Bert, the pastor. So right there in the McDonald's, they joined hands across the table, and the man prayed very loud and for a very long time for Bert and for his ministry. And then he excused himself, and he left. Driving back to the church, Bert said he felt humbled. That man had really blessed him. He thought that he would go there and offer something to the stranger, but as it turned out, it was the other way around. That man, he said, was sort of an angel in disguise. Now, I think we all know what Bert meant. He didn't literally believe that the man was an angel, but it is amazing how people can appear out of the blue to bless us, and we would be wise to be open to that. I love the way the writer to the Hebrews expresses this. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for in doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Friends, in Holy Scripture, angels are God's messengers. Isn't it interesting to think that the stranger we encounter could offer us a message, a teaching, a blessing from God? Because, you know, we, we church folk, we tend to believe that we have it and the stranger needs it, not the other way around. Sometimes we have a hard time accepting that this passage in Hebrews is true. If a stranger can bless us, well, what do you know? Now, I don't know what this text says to you, but to me, it's a reminder to be aware of my own prejudice, because in my upper-middle-class privilege, I can be a little too wary of strangers thinking that they have what I want, what, what they have, I have what they want. 
getting tongue-tied this morning. It's Ruth Ann, I'm telling you. The other thing it reminds me of is that we can draw the boundaries too tight, that we can be so wary of the stranger that we end up not welcoming them at all, not offering hospitality, and in the process, we close them off, and that means we close off angels as well. Now, here at Alamo Heights, we do our best to practice a physical open-door policy as much as we can. We do have to lock the doors around our preschool during the day to protect the children. It's for their safety. And on your average weekday, there's only one door unlocked going into our atrium. But you know our, our prayer chapel? It's open every single day. I hope you've been in there. It, it's a beautiful little building out facing Bathy Road. It's open to the public, and I, I see all kinds of people, people from all walks of life, going in and out of that building every day, and I'm so grateful for that. And if you're around here in the evenings, then you know that this place is buzzing every night of the week, that we throw open our doors and welcome, again, everybody we can into our space. People are here for recovery meetings, for support groups, Bible studies, fellowship groups, you name it. You see, we understand that this beautiful campus is not just ours to enjoy. It's a gift to the community in the name of Jesus. But perhaps more importantly, we do our best here at Alamo Heights to be welcomed spiritually, to help people in any way that we can. You've never set foot in a church, but you need counseling? Come on in. You need a place to get married, to hold your father's funeral. You need somebody to baptize your child or visit you in the hospital? We're on it. You're not Methodist, but you're hungry for grace. Our communion table is open to you. You see, friends, we figure that it's our job to find more ways to say yes than no. We understand that we are a guest house, not a clubhouse. That it's our privilege to invite and to welcome and to include to teach people about the love of Jesus, to practice that radical hospitality that includes the stranger very deliberately. Do I believe that we've been blessed by doing that? You bet I do. Do I believe that we have entertained angels, perhaps without knowing it? Absolutely, I do. I mean, ask anyone who volunteers in our Hope Center or with Asbury Food and Prayer if they have been blessed by the people who come here, yes, seeking assistance, food or clothing or help with a bill, but oh my goodness, how they give us a glimpse of the kingdom, how they reveal Christ to us in, in, in amazing, in new ways, how their faith and their trust so often shines through. Or ask the people who volunteer in our prayer room if they have been blessed by those who call in on the prayer line, so vulnerable, so trusting, placing their faith in them and in the goodness of God and 
the hardest times of their lives. Or ask those who count our offering each week if they've been blessed by finding the notes and sometimes even little gifts that strangers drop in the plate. You know, when I'd been here only about a month, someone dropped into the plate a little wooden heart along with a note that I have kept in my desk and I still get it out when I'm having a hard day and read it. And the note just says, I believe in what your church is doing. Please keep doing it. And you can ask the people who work in our recovery ministries how many times people come in here struggling with addiction, trying to stay sober, looking for support, but in the long run, they bless the whole support group with their honesty and their wisdom and their great faith. Friends, I'm telling you, we are entertaining angels here every day of the week. You see, this church has learned such profound lessons about mercy and grace and love and about brokenness and the reality of poverty and the struggle so many people have with mental health and with the need for Jesus and the power of His love to change people's lives, all because we very deliberately practice radical hospitality. We throw open our doors and our hearts to the stranger even if they're not Methodist, even if they're not religious at all, most especially if they feel lost or alone, if they're in poverty, if they just don't know where they belong. Friends, I pray that we will always live that way together in Christian community. I pray that we will never be a church, never be a church, that sees ourselves as the purveyors of religious goods and services that we hand out to those we deem worthy. But instead, we live into the incredible privilege of welcoming everyone, understanding that as we do that, we may be doubly blessed, for we are entertaining angels unaware.